Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, Americans. It's Friday. I don't know why I always feel like going into Paul Harvey when I get to when <laughs> stand I get. by for news <laughs> and the rest of the story from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Glad that you're with us on our. Network affiliate here in Hattiesburg, but on Super Talk stations all across the state. This is the Eagle Hour. I'm Kelly Santer, along with uh, co-host Chuck Abadie, former sports editor for a long time with the uh, Hattiesburg American, and on with Pearl River Community College. Chuck sits in today. We actually get, I'll actually get to talk to Chuck about his days at the at the American and uh, being the right hand man here today. Michael Mergens pushing all the right buttons. Uh, on the board today to make things happen. Our first segment on the show today brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Leave all the cooking to Dickie's Barbecue when it comes to your tailgate event, whether it's a fantasy football draft, just having a family reunion, whatever. Dickie's Barbecue Pit can take care of you, small event or large. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a big uh, sponsor and fan of our program, and the feeling is mutual. Thanks to Dickie's. On the program today, we're going to be talking momentarily with Brady Farlow, who is the punter for Louisiana Tech. Brady is a Purvis, Mississippi native right down the road from Southern Miss, but yet he has to play against Southern Miss tomorrow. So we're going to be talking with with Brady, as well as our interview with uh, Chuck Abbott. Alexis Coombs will be joining us later on in the program, a former volleyball standout at Southern Miss. So much to talk about as we get ready for the big game tomorrow, Southern Miss against Louisiana Tech. The Eagles can go a long way in uh, securing their spot in the conference championship game with a win over Louisiana Tech. But here to talk about the Louisiana Tech side of the ball is Brady Farlow. We mentioned he's the son of Tony and Stacy Farlow. Tony Farlow, of course, the longtime baseball coach at Purvis High School. And Brady joins us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline. Brady, good afternoon. Hey, hey how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you guys? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Well, it's it's good to talk to you, and thank you for taking time out of your schedule today to actually talk about the tech side of the ball. How would you describe Brady practices this week in Ruston, getting ready for the Eagles? Oh man, it's it's been it's been exciting. Um, you know, this this game is it means a lot to us. It means a lot to you know the fans of Southern Miss. Um, you know, with this rivalry that's been going on for for a long time now. Um, you know, I think there's definitely been an up to you know this up tempo practice. Um, you know, we've just been trying to do everything we can uh, to get better each and every day. So and we're looking forward to Saturday. You guys have won five in a row now, looking to make it six. And, of course, put yourselves in good position in uh, your division of, of Conference USA. You know, being from right down the road in Purvis, almost a stone's throw from the campus in Hattiesburg, does this game mean a little bit more to you, Brady, or is that overplayed? Uh, yes, I mean, it, it does. Um, you know, but you know, I just I go out and I treat every game. Uh, you know, like 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 the same. Um, I mean, it does mean something. You know, I've got a lot of family coming in. Um, I've got some friends coming in. I also have some friends I'll be playing against. So, I mean, that that excites it up a little bit more. But 
you know, I just think I think of it as you know just another game. Now, Jamar Smith, the quarterback for Louisiana Tech, of course, prepped at Meridian High School. Again, not very far from the Southern Miss campus. Have you gotten to talk to Jamar or any of the other eight Mississippi guys that are on the Tech roster about this one? Oh yes, sir. I mean, they're excited. I know. I think you know we we stood up at them in practice asking for who needs tickets and. A lot of the Mississippi guys needed a lot more tickets than everybody else. I know that they're excited. they got a little family and friends coming in. So I think they're really excited about it. Now, Brady, the, now you're a punter. You can also handle place-kicking chores if you needed to. Are you guys included in the regular team practice with everybody else so that you would know what sort of problems Southern Miss might present to you guys this weekend? Uh, I mean, we we kind of we we kind of go down on our own and, and do our own things, work on you know little technique things. Um, but you know we're up you know we're up during special teams periods, uh, figuring out you know their game plan, what they do. Um, you know we talk about you know returners and, and things like that of, of how we need to approach kicking at a certain returner. So it's just little things like that. But you know more on the offense defense side of the ball, we don't we don't know much that goes on in there. So. Brady Farlow is with us, the uh, Purvis, Mississippi native, who's now the punter for Louisiana Tech. The Bulldogs and the Eagles will kick it off tomorrow at 2.30 in Ruston on the NFL Network. I know that things work out the way they're supposed to, Brady, okay? But, but lots of times people say, yeah, I really want to beat Team X because they didn't recruit me or, you know, I didn't wind up getting to go to that school. I'm not necessarily saying that's the case here. But lots of times, two Southern Miss fans will say, well, why didn't we get that guy? He's right here in our own backyard. Kind of explain to people how all that works. Uh, I mean, it, it goes in the world of recruiting and, and, and visiting places. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they want to stay in Hattiesburg. Uh, you know, they want to stay, you know, in places Southern Miss. And other guys, you know, they, they want to kind of get away and, and see, you know, see what else holds out there. Um, and, you know, I went out and, you know, didn't didn't really get recruited, but you know I found you know I found a place that I could call home, uh, three and a half hours away in uh, Ruston, Louisiana, and, and you know it's similar to Harrisburg. It's, it's been it's been like my second home. You know I've met you know my best friends here, my teammates. You know we, we all you know there's guys from Harrisburg, there's guys from around Harrisburg, and you know we all have, you know we we share this certain bond that you know it's like it's like home. So you know it's just. Finding your home is, is what I say. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're going, you know, 20 minutes home or three hours. It's just finding a place that, you know, you can really go home. So now I've you, enjoyed it here. I really have. Now, you grew up, obviously, in a household with a coach. We mentioned your dad, Tony Fardle, the longtime coach at Purvis, and other schools, you know, uh, along his, his career. Did you feel like you were going to have to be an athlete one way or the other, living in the Tony Farlow household? Oh, I, I didn't. Um you know, honestly, my mom pushes me a little bit harder than my dad does. You know, I think she's she's more of the coach. But uh, yeah, he, you know, he, you know, he he's pushed me to to definitely be my best, and that's 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 not only you know on the field, that's that's in the classroom or anything anything I do in life. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he's you know he's he's at every game. You know, he he supports me. You know, no matter what, it doesn't matter if I'm playing baseball or football or. If I'm hunting or doing anything, he's going to support me in anything I do. Now, you were pretty good in baseball, I, I must say, and, and, and uh, Brady was one of my Oak Grove Mojo kids, you know, back in the day, and they've, they've all gone on to do great things, particularly on that edition of the Mojo team. But at what point, Brady, did you know that uh, football was going to be the way you were going to go? 
I say when I was probably uh, maybe freshman, freshman high school, I started kicking. Uh, got in with got in with Evan Sobies, uh, kicked at Oak Grove, and I really started enjoying you know kicking the football. Um, you know, put down some other positions in football, and just I wanted to focus on kicking. Um, still love to play baseball. You know, miss baseball. You know, when spring comes around, this baseball season, I go watch a game. I'll miss it a lot. Um, but, you know, when I started around in ninth grade kicking uh, with, you know, Luke Logan, who kicks it all the time, you know, he's probably my best friend. Uh, you know, we kick together all the time after school. And I think right then I started figuring out, you know, I might have something going with this. Uh, a lot of people were telling me, you know, I think you got a chance to do something with this. And, and um, you know, I just kind of let it run, and, and, and I've enjoyed it. A lot. Well, kickers always kind of get that label that they're a little bit out there. They're a little bit on the on the fringe, you know, on the edge. And, Brady, I, I think you just confirmed that, whether you wanted to or not, where most guys will say, hey, let's go to the Sonic and get a burger. Let's go pick – let's go hang out with the cheerleaders. The kickers are saying, hey, let's go kick. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a bag of footballs and let's uh, let's try to kick it through the uprights. So what, is this, what does this game mean to you guys tomorrow, Brady? Uh, yeah, man, it means a lot. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting on a a, five, a four game win streak. Um, but, but you know, playing your rival always means a lot. But we're just, you know, we've got a goal of a conference championship, and I know that we want to achieve. Um, we want to do this. Work hard. Our senior class is a hard working class. We're a hard working team. Um, and and you know, this is just another game, another step for us in the right direction. Um. Is is it overplayed lots of times too? The fact that Southern Miss has beaten you guys what four times in a row, and and even m- maybe when they weren't supposed to, the Eagles just seem to have had y'all's number, or is that just coincidence? Uh, I mean, yeah, they've, it, it's been a, it's been a couple of years, um, but you know, we just it's all about going out and, and you know, kind of leaving last year. You know, we don't we don't think about you know what's happened last year. Or the, past four years we just think about you know this saturday and what goes on out there well the weather wise i think it's supposed to be a, a cool and a big conference usa game you've still got some big games ahead of you brady farlow but uh, uh thank you for taking the time to join us on the eagle hour today louisiana tech and southern miss tomorrow at 2 30 brady you're always welcome back here no matter what but good to talk to you yes sir thank you good dog. all right brady farlow the punter for louisiana tech the Bulldogs and the Eagles tomorrow. And somebody who wrote about the Eagles for a large part of his career will be joining us not only as co-host, but our next interviewee on the Eagle Hour, Chuck Abbotty, joins us next. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Glad that you're back with us on this Friday, October 18th. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmark, the largest selection online and in store of all your Southern Miss swag. 2906 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg if you're in town for a game, whether it be football or basketball. 
or open 24-7 at Campus Book Mart. That's with a T, campusbookmart.net. And we always have kind of joked that uh, they've got those bigger sizes for us um, us guys that are that are actually in shape because round is a shape. Uh, but they've, they've got sizes, you know, for us as well. But they've got keychains. They've got uh, things that you flip hamburgers with with the Eagle Head logo in there. They've got fire pits now just in time for the cooler temperatures. So uh, Campus Bookmark, the place to go. The big yellow, bright yellow building across from the campus. You can't hardly miss it. On this segment of the Eagle Hour, my co-host today, Chuck Abbott, actually gets to sit in the hot seat. From 1972 to 2000, he was a sports editor, among other things, at the Hattiesburg American and wrote a lot, almost exclusively, about Southern Miss athletics. And we take a trip down memory lane as, uh, as we welcome you, Chuck. Good to have you here. Well, I'm glad to be here, Kelly. You know, one of the, one of the you know, we talked about the Nasty Bunch last week at Homecoming. A week ago today, we were doing our Homecoming remote from uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill and some of those old faded pictures now that are on the wall that used to be in color, but now are, <laughs> are fading yeah. to black and white. Was, was the most exciting thing that you ever got to cover the NIT championship like a lot of other people seem to think? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Yeah, the NIT, I, first off, it was my first time I'd ever been to New York City, so that was pretty exciting. But uh, the things that I remember about that trip are are really amazing, and it's not actually the basketball itself. I just remember the day before the game, the day in between games, you walked down Fifth Avenue, and you saw all these people walking around with USM shirts on. You know, you didn't really feel like you were in New York, New York City. You know, uh, but but that was pretty exciting. But you know, it, it's hard to not include football in some of those sure. great moments sure. as well. I mean, I go back to the to the Reggie Collier years. The you know, you know who can ever forget the Florida State massacre down in Tallahassee. I'll, I'll you know. Uh, Reggie, Reggie Collier and those guys were absolutely awesome that day. As members of the media, of which I w- was at, at one time, I'm, I'm nobody anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as a member of the media, lots of times the things you have to report are not pleasant. And there was always that fine line you had to walk as a journalist that, look, I have a job to do to report this story. It's not pleasant. And you were, you were worried about if this was going to affect your relationships with people at the university. How did you handle that? Well, I'll tell you, the, 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 probably the two biggest issues, I say two biggest issues, it was one issue happened twice, and that was the NCAA investigations, okay? And USM got put on probation twice, okay? And um, we had to dig. We had to ask for records. We, we had to interview folks that were involved and I, 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 a lot of times people would call and say we thought you were with us you know you know and and we were I mean we were with the news uh, and letting people know that was that was probably the one thing that was the hardest. That we had to deal with. Because you don't enjoy reporting bad news, but you still have a responsibility to report it. Well, and that's true. And, and you know, back then, it wasn't just Southern Miss that was involved in these NCAA investigations. I mean, you know, our sister institutions here in the state were involved, as, as well as some other schools. Okay? And 
you know, bad news is bad news. And, and when they tell you you have a reduction in scholarships or you can't go to a bowl game or two, I mean, it, it's our job to report that. But did you ever feel like the university felt like that, that they that the university felt like you were supposed to be their public relations department? Yes, yes. I mean, I, especially in the early years. Okay, now you know, Kelly. This will tell you a little bit about how times have changed. When Rick Cleveland hired me in 1972 to be a writer, at that time. The Hattiesburg American and WDAM as well traveled with USM. If USM went, uh, flew to a ball game, say Richmond, okay? I, I use Richmond as an example because that was the very first game I ever covered, Division One college as a sports writer. You're on the airplane with them. So you, so you feel kind of obligated, okay, you know, they're paying my way. Now, that only lasted about two, three years after that. And then, and then you know, a lot of ethics things kicked in there, you know, and, and we ended up going uh, our separate way. But, yes, it was an awkward situation. And, uh, 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 you know, and I, I, I go back and use the examples of, of uh, Roland Dale Former former athletic director. Former athletic director. Roland was the athletic director back in that time. And and Roland and I had a really good working relationship. But he and I had a a lot of differences. Roland was an Ole Miss graduate. Yes, indeed. And and that never sat well with USM folks, even during the successful times. Actually, during your years, too, there were a couple of other guys who weren't exactly uh, stand-up comics in uh, <laughs> Jim Carmody and Bill McClellan. Bill McClellan, I, I tell a lot of people this, Kelly. Back, you know, I'm Another very, former athletic director, by the way. former athletic director. I am very fortunate to have been able to come along when USM was going to bowl games in the conference, conference Metro Conference, and then Conference USA, MK Turk in the NCAA years and NIT years, Hill Denson put the baseball program on the map with his promotional abilities more than anything, and Kay James. Okay, when she was going to the NCAA tournaments, when they had Janice Felder, women's basketball, uh, women's basketball, Janice Felder, uh, Brandy Reed, Shirley Jones, Hill some of those folks back then i was very fortunate to come along with those folks and reggie collier and brett Favre. miss those days but i never i never had any problem with jim carmody now jim carmody the former head football coach uh just post bobby collins he would want you to set an appointment you know but but once you got your appointment time. He was in his office and was always attentive. I never had any problem with Jim Carmody, but he had this reputation of being the stern taskmaster that if you looked at him the wrong way, he would be on you like uh, Oprah on a Twinkie. You know? <laughs> I tell you what, Coach Carmody, what a great coach he was. But, he, but like you say, he was very stern. But I'll tell you this one thing about him. If we had a headline in the newspaper – say, October 1st, and I went out there to talk to him on October 20th, okay? And we'd sit down and talk, and he'd say, well, that goes back to that headline y'all wrote back on October 1st, and I'm thinking, whoa, 
you know, and I'd tell him, you know, I didn't write the headlines. I wrote the stories, you know, but guy had a great memory. He was sharp. Okay. And, and still is. I, I saw him a couple of years ago, uh, you know, but, you know, Bill McClellan, no, he was not a public relations ace. We all know that. Okay. But I will tell you what he was. Bill McClellan, the late Bill McClellan now, Bill McClellan had a personal relationship with Mike Slive. Okay. Now, Mike Slive was the very first commissioner of Conference USA when they were forming. Okay. Later on, he became commissioner of the Southeastern Conference. But when they started forming Conference USA, from the Metro Conference, it was breaking up and schools were going different places. A lot of folks at USM got concerned that because of our small TV market, we were not going to be involved in the makeup of a new league. That's where Bill McClellan's relationship with people like Mike Slive came into play. Okay, we don't, we don't, we don't get into those conferences. Okay? It's who you know. It's who you know for sure. And, you know, Bill, you know, I know, I know, Bill, he and I had major differences. He he would always tell me after a, a, a critical article in the paper, he'd call me and say, there you go, trying to do my job for me, you know. And, but we... While he's chewing on a cigar, well, right? A big cigar, <laughs> yeah. you know. But smart man when it came to to getting things done. Chuck Abadie is our guest with, with the Hattiesburg American from 1972 to the year 2000. Chuck, before we go into commercial break, we're going to pick some games and have some fun in the second part of our interview. But I know you're lamenting the fact that it appears, with all due respect, that newspapers as you and I grew up with and knew and you worked for are going the way of the Buffalo. We'll talk about that. And then we'll get to our full slate of Conference USA games. Uh, Game in the MACJC with playoff implications that will be played tomorrow. We'll pick that game. And the Saints and the Bears getting ready to play on Sunday. Those picks and so much more. And we'll be talking with Alexis Coombs, former volleyball player. Much more to come as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. To the top. From the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, Kelly Sander, along with uh, producer director Michael Mergens, Chuck Abadie, our guest host today, actually getting to be in the hot seat. We're going to be picking our college games here in a moment. Still to come, we're going to be talking with Alexis Coombs, former volleyball standout at uh, Southern Miss. And thanks to Brady Farlow, the Purvis native who actually plays for Louisiana Tech's football team. He'll be handling the punting chores tomorrow in Ruston. That's a 2.30 kickoff, the Eagles and the Bulldogs, on the NFL Network. Chuck, I asked before the break about um, about newspapers going the way of the Buffalo, as it were. And I know that that's uh, – we're kind of lamenting that fact because some kids now really don't even – 
Maybe maybe it's a bit of an exaggeration, but they're they're getting to not know what actually a newspaper is or uh, a buffalo. <laughs> well, that's that's true too. You know, it's uh, you know, and it's not it's not just kids. Okay, I I mean I my daughter's like twenty six, twenty seven years old. You know, they don't they don't look at newspapers i mean i still got my underwood 100 typewriter in my house and they'll come in there and punch on the keys and say what is, how, what is how this? this thing work and how do you fix the mistakes and stuff but 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 back back to your point i mean social media has just taken over okay uh and youngsters uh, it, it's not just uh social media from a, a news standpoint, but music, you know, everything, it's their total life right now. But the problem with social media, and you know as well as I, is you don't even have to be accurate. You can be downright mean. And that, that was the difference between the old days and today, is, is when you reported something to the Hattiesburg American, you had to have two or three different sources saying that that was so. Well, you know, we talked about this earlier in, foot, in football season. We all used to look forward to getting up on Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and getting the newspaper and reading all the high school scores from the night before and game stories about how teams won, quoting some of the players and what have you, okay? And I really hate that the young high school kids of today are not able to to see that or be a part of that. There's no clippings. No that clippings. That they can keep in the, uh, in the old scrapbook that we all had. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. You can find them on Facebook. They're located at 2505 West 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Their lunch special today is uh, the, the catfish plate. $8.95 includes your drink and Southern Miss folks everywhere. Uh, if, you're, if you're a true Golden Eagle fan, you want to hang out with other Golden Eagle fans, and you can always find them at 4th Street Bar, a complete uh, line of pool tables there, too, if you like to play uh, billiards and a great place to pregame. 4th Street Bar and Grill, sponsor of the Eagle Hour. All right, Chuck, let's go to the uh, – we'll get Michael in here as well as we do our game picks for the week. And actually, there's a Conference USA game tonight and a big, big uh, game in the Eastern Division. Marshall plays at FAU. Marshall getting seven points at FAU. How do you see that one, Chuck? I, I see I see FAU covering at home. Okay, so that, that, the, the point spread is just for fun. <laughs> so we're just, we're just going to pick the winner straight up. Oh, okay. All okay. Right. okay. Yeah, I see FAU's winning straight up. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, don't think, I think Marshall's been a little bit of a disappointment, actually, this year. Michael, how, what say you? I'm going to go Marshall on this one. Really? Yeah. Taking the Thundering Herd on the road at Boca Raton against Florida Atlantic. That game, again, is tonight. That is a Friday night game. Now, the rest of the Conference USA slate is tomorrow. Charlotte plays at Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers are a 10-point pick. I will take the Hilltoppers to win at home. I will, too. They're playing well. I, I, I like I like their play. The Hilltoppers will actually come to Hattiesburg uh, in mid to late uh, November. That'll be a big game on the schedule later on. Michael, Charlotte at Western Kentucky. Toppers. Okay. North Texas goes back home after being beaten by Southern Miss last week to play the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee. North Texas is a three and a half point pick. 
And really, I, th- I think the only game this week that's going to be close would be the Southern Miss La Tech game. I think North Texas wins easily at home. Michael? Yeah, yeah North Texas. The mean I, green? I, I, you know, I don't. I, I, I think that that loss, what I saw out there last week, really affected North Texas. Of course, we don't know the situation with Fine. Fine. He is scheduled yeah. to start tomorrow. Oh, oh, he is? Yes, okay. he's, he's going to play. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I, I think that that loss took took a lot out of those guys. And – you know they could be looking ahead. They've got they've got Louisiana Tech coming up. I think the next game could maybe, be. You know, so you like the Blue Raiders? I do. I do. The Blue Raiders to win on the road. Now I do understand at this next game that uh, that uh, a bowl selection committee from the Tidy Bowl will be on hand as Rice <laughs> <laughs> plays at Texas San Antonio. The Roadrunners, believe it or not, are favored by a point at home. But I'm going to take. The Owls to win on the road. I, I agree. I, I think Rice. I mean, Rice has shown a little bit of life. You, Texas San Antonio has shown no life. They're flatlining at this point. <laughs> Will Rice win on the road, Michael? Or the Roadrunners at home. Owls. The Owls. Okay, and a battle of the birds. Right. So we like uh, Rice. And I know if that was an ACT test, <laughs> yeah, Rice would really win big. <laughs> right. All right. UTEP and one of the most. Um, Lopsided games, at least according to the odds makers. UTEP goes to Florida International, where Florida International, the Panthers are a 25 point pick. FIU wins at home. Well, yeah, yeah, they're going to win the game. Do you think, do you think UTEP can even cover 25? Uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> okay, wow. I don't. <laughs> okay. UTEP at FIU, Michael. FIU. Okay. Old Dominion plays at UAB. The Blazers giving 18 points against Old Dominion. I like uh, the Blazers. I like the Blazers, too. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I, I think that's USM's next home game. Isn't that right? It two, is indeed. In two weeks, right maybe. After, that's right. You know, you know that's, that'll, that'll be another big one coming up. And UAB always seems to have Southern Miss's number. They man. do. It's they do. Unbelievable. Old Dominion at UAB, Michael. UAB. All right. So it's I a, feel like I need to say something opposite, though, with all this, because this is well, <laughs> a really you. boring segment. We all agree. <laughs> well, we'll let you pick the next one, then. No, and it, right. it happens to be the marquee matchup. Southern <laughs> Miss at La Tech. The current line has La Tech. Minus a point and a half. I should have been paying attention in which game you were on. Ah, Southern Miss. Of course, right? I, I, I like <laughs> the Golden like? Eagles as well. I, they're playing well. They are right now. That's that's a key thing. They're playing well right now, and they're confident. Mm-hmm. Yes. you can kind of see after that uh, win with North Texas, yes. and and they beat North Texas. It, the Mean Green didn't lose that game. Southern Miss won it. And um, there is a difference, as we've talked about before. And I think the Eagles are playing with some swagger. I think Southern Miss um, wins that game outright. Now, in the MACJC, the toughest league in America, junior college. Of course, junior college football in Mississippi, legendary, has produced some great players. Jones, fighting for a playoff spot, goes to Colin tomorrow to take on the Wolves, whose defense is headed up by none other than the big game hunter. <laughs> William Jones. <laughs> That's right. So, Colin getting... Six and a half points at home against Jones. Chuck, you you follow the Mac Jack. What I do you like, think? I, I, Steve Buckley will have, have the Bobcats ready. Plus the fact that they still have a shot, you know, of getting into the playoffs. That's, that's, a, that's a key thing. And Colin's been a little bit disappointing to me. Yeah. I mean, I thought really when the smoke cleared at the end of the year, of course, Gulf Coast is the number one team in the country. They beat Pearl River last night. 
But I really expected that Colin would be in the mix. But uh, they've had some disappointing losses. Jones at Colin, Michael. Jones. I'm going to take Jones as well. And as a Pearl River guy, it hurts a little bit. <laughs> for, for me to say the J word, you know, <laughs> but we'll take Jones to uh, to beat Colin over at the Wolfpack's home field. And in the National Football League, believe it or not, as well as the New Orleans Saints are playing, they are a two and a half point underdog at Soldier Field. The Monsters of the Midway, the Bears hosting the New Orleans Saints. Chuck, how do you see that one? What What is the quarterback situation in Chicago? I haven't even... I is Mitchell yeah. too risky? Is Trubisky. Oh, Trubisky. Yes, that's, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, yeah. Gosh, I it it's, yeah. Forget the points, spread. Yeah, and I, I think I think what they're looking at though the, in the past, the Saints have never done well at Soldier Field, but also because it's grass, and apparently that seems to concern well, see, the odds I, makers. I to tell you the truth, I did, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was. It was grass. Uh, so you've but, obviously done a lot of research yeah. on these pictures. <laughs> but, but Michael's right. Saints have not – they don't. They haven't played well. Even in their in good, good seasons where they go on in the playoffs, I don't know what it is. You know, they, I know last time they played up there, it was like 25 degrees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's be, they've and, got a cold front up there And, this and the weekend. Saints do not play well historically in cold Weather. I don't know why. Well, why. you live. You live in Hattiesburg, Chuck. Go ahead and say it then. Go ahead. Go ahead and take the take the c word in this case. You going to take the Bears? I am going to take the Bears. Wow, Michael. Do you even have to ask me? No. Well, I, I just want you to go on record. The Bears. Well, and I have to hoot at, right? You don't have to. Well, yeah. look, Bridgewater is. You know. The Saints' offense hasn't been lighting it up, but that defense has been so good. I'll tell you what, what bet I really like, and I don't even know what the over-under is, but pick the under in this game. Yes, I agree with Two that. great defenses will be on display Sunday afternoon. New Orleans plays at Chicago. Big football weekend ahead. Hope that you'll uh, get out there and cheer for your favorite team's high school slate, junior college slate. NFL, and of course, Southern Miss and La Tech tomorrow at 2.30. In our final segment, Alexis Coombs, former volleyball great, will join us when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Gulfport Home Center, the largest inventory and best prices in South Mississippi on manufactured housing, Highway 49 North in Gulfport. Gulfport Home Center not only can uh, put you in a budget uh, home that uh, you can call your own, but also has a lot of ends with land that might be available if you're not sure where you're going to put that home. Gulfport Home Center, you can uh, look at them on the web or 
See the store at Highway 49 North in Gulfport. Glad to have them along and as a sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander along with Chuck Abity and our producer director, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studio. And joining us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is Alexis Coombs. She is a native of Leesburg, Virginia, right outside the nation's capital. She played volleyball for the Lady Eagles from 2015 to 2018. And she's getting ready to graduate in December. Good for you, Alexis, and glad to have you on the show. Yes, glad to have you here. You know, that diploma, that long-awaited diploma, what's the dream job now, Alexis? We'll start there and work backwards. Well, the dream job is to be a medical social worker. I want to work in the hospital um, and serve as a social worker in that area. Well, I'm sure that's a stressful job. Good for you and glad that you're going to do that. How in the world did the Lady Eagles find you in Leesburg, Virginia? Well, I was actually at a tournament, I want to say in Atlanta, and um, the coach, at the head coach at the time didn't even see me. Another coach, uh, another college coach that, that was at the tournament actually told um, Coach Amanda to come to my court, and when she saw me, like she sent me an email and told me how interested um, she was in me, and then all the next stuff. Now, now that it's over with and you look back on it, how much did you know about Southern Miss at the time when they came calling originally? Um, I knew nothing about Southern Miss before. I hadn't even heard about it. I didn't really know. I mean, you hear about Mississippi, but I didn't know too much. So I definitely didn't think I would end up in Mississippi. I knew I wanted to go down south, but didn't really just have a focal point of, oh, I want to like go to school in Mississippi. So the first question you probably asked is, do they have paved roads? Do they wear shoes? And do they have electricity? Right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the reputation that other states have of us here. You know, what, do you, right. what do you think it was about your skill set, Alexis, that made you attractive to the coaching staff at Southern Miss? I would say definitely my athletic ability. Um, just being able to jump high, um, being a consistent player, um, really set me, you know, aside. being tall, too, and playing up at the front. That's what you want in a player, someone who's tall and athletic. And I think that really stuck out to them. When did you start playing volleyball? You hear kids about playing soccer when they're four and five years old, but you never hear about kids playing volleyball when they're four or five, you know? Right. I started when I was 12. And how did you get started? Um, so I actually, my sister, my older sister, she played volleyball, um, club volleyball, and she and I went to a whole bunch of her um, tournaments and stuff, and I was still trying to figure out what sport I wanted to play, and as since I was going to her games and stuff, I loved it, and was like, you know what, I'm going to try volleyball, and I loved it. So. Wow, and obviously developed into quite a player, and the fact that you could, you had to both be responsible to your teammates and to your teachers. How did you handle time management of being a student athlete at the Division One level? Um, well, I would say when I first got here, um, I was a little stressed, like, oh my God, how am I going to go to practice? How like, am I going to have time to schoolwork? And all that. And you really do get that time. I mean, you, we have study hall hours like coming in. We had mandatory study hours. We had a study hall on the bus when you travel and stuff. Um, so it's just kind of knowing your priorities, making sure that school is first, and me, you know, knowing that and being a very uh, responsible person, I had to. That helped a lot too. So it wasn't hard for me to really juggle both. If I had a test 
I was like, okay, I need to sit down and study for this test. Um, one, of the first, one of the first things I actually learned is that when you go to college, is you, you don't have to go to class. <laughs> no, but we had to go to class because if not, there would be a punishment. <laughs> oh no! And 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 whoever taught you that was correct, but that was uh, that was bad on my part. That I'm going. Oh, you don't actually have to go to class, you know, if you if you don't want to. <laughs> You've seen the new yeah. uh, volleyball complex that's about getting ready to be built, and I know your first reaction is, well, of course, as soon as I graduate, you know, they build this beautiful exactly. place. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, what do you think? I'm pretty salty about that. What, what you, was that? What do you think of the new place? I think I mean, I haven't been in it yet, um, but I've seen pictures of what it's supposed to be, and I was like, that's going to be great. I mean, I just picture, like, you know, the fans that we get, that we got, and then it going into that facility, and it's going to make it make, it's going to make it look even more bigger and stuff. Um, and I just, I think it's going to be great having our own, like, have them having their own facility and, you know, not having to worry about sharing the court and stuff like that and bringing more fans out. It's going to be great. Final question for you, Alexis Coombs. You graduated, as we mentioned here, coming up at, at the Christmas break. What what memories, uh, what will you remember about Hattiesburg? What will you tell relatives that you might have later on down the road about your time at Southern Miss? Uh, I would tell them, basically, I mean, I enjoyed my four years. They went by so quick, and everyone's like, they're going to go by quick, enjoy every second of it. And I definitely have... Um, um, off the court, you know, there's always different events that you can go to and meet new people outside of athletics. Everyone welcomes you. You really get that home away from home feeling here. Um, inside of athletics, shared many memories with my teammates on and off the court. We all had a very close bond. Okay. Um, you know, in the locker room, having, you know, jam sessions before our games and stuff. You know, I just really felt like southern myth was like a family all right alexis uh, brief as it was we enjoyed our time to get to talk to you continued success good luck on graduation thank you so much uh, the eagles and the louisiana tech bulldogs tomorrow chuck thanks for joining us michael mergen's pressing all the right buttons we'll talk to you again monday for another installment of the eagle hour until then southern miss to, to the, the top, top. a super talk mississippi media production